They are rich in vitamin K, vitamin C and antioxidants. Fiber support heart and gut health and reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. Who are these superheroes of the food world? Well, Brussels sprouts. Those little round green veggies that no doubt will be on your plate this Christmas. Join me as I chat with one of the UK's largest producers of sprouts, John Moulding, Commercial Director of TH Clement. Hello, welcome to the Countryside Kitchen Meats, a food and farming podcast. I'm Millie Fife, your host. I'm a mum of two farmer's wife, food producer and passionate about flying the flag for British food and farming. In this Christmas bonus, we'll be chatting to John Moulding, Commercial Director of TH Clements, who grow a whole host of winter vegetables, including cauliflower, kale, cabbages and, of course, Brussels sprouts. Then I've got some inspiration when it comes to mealtime preparation and some recipes to share, meaning you can juggle family life with the children and cook a tasty, nutritious meal too. Okay. Let's introduce you to my guest. John Moulding is the commercial director of TH Clements, based in Bennington near Boston, Lincolnshire. The family business have been producing high quality vegetables for over 50 years, providing retailers nationwide with a trusted and extremely reliable source of supply. Now, it's got to be one of the busiest times of year for John and his team. With Christmas around the corner, we all want our Christmas dinner to be full of traditional vegetable accompaniments. Sprout lover or not, I'm hoping we can explore more about this little round green vegetable. So without further ado, let's bring John onto the podcast. Hello, John. How are you? Hi, Millie. Yeah, good, thank you. It must be a really busy time for you at the moment. It is. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. Yeah, just just as you said there, so Brussels sprouts, obviously, yeah, we're building up to uh, Christmas now. Plans are, are in place, the crops in the ground, crops looking healthy. Um, we um, we actually came into Brussels sprouts this this year um, in August, um, first week in August. So yeah. that's when we got UK UK sprouts. Um, but yeah, we, we now we are now focused on that that transition into winter, um, and actually the, the the Christmas sprouts as well, where um, obviously that's the majority of our of our seasonal volume comes in comes in about ten days. Yeah, wow, it must be really really busy. And so tell me. Just give everyone that's listening first a little bit of an overview of TH Clements, you know, the history. I mean, I've obviously introduced the fact that it's a family business. It's been, you know, in operation for around 50 years. But, you know, what what do you grow and who do you supply? Yeah, so um, we yeah, so TH Clemens, as you say, it's, it's, a, it's a family run business. So we we grow brassicas um, north and south of Boston. In total, um, we, we've got around about eleven thousand acres. We do have a small area of land in, in Cornwall as well. Um, but we, we don't um, don't grow Brussels sprouts in Cornwall, but um, yeah, small area of land in in, in Cornwall as well. Eleven thousand acres in in total. Steeped in, in history um, is, is the business. We do supply into retail, wholesale, food service, um, and also into the market. Well, which around Christmas time, um, we do see increases in demand in that area as well. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, and so. In terms of who you supply, um, mainly retailers? Yeah, it's mainly retailers. That's where the, the majority of, of, of volume um, is. So from a crop perspective, 
cauliflower um, and broccoli are our two main crops uh, and that, that that that's then closely followed by cabbage and, and brussels sprouts as well so the majority of our volume from a uk perspective um comes from from june to november we do have all year round supply on things such as cauliflower and cabbage um in the in the uk yeah and we also we do use um we import as well so we've got some partners in spain that we use for broccoli for example over the over the winter yeah. uh, which we do also use for, for christmas supply yeah yeah oh fantastic yeah well because as i said everyone wants their their christmas veggies don't they um and it's good to buy british and shop locally and so those sort of lincolnshire goodies they do go all over the country and uh are they in certain supermarkets in all of the supermarkets or is there certain brands that you deal with specifically um, yeah no so we're, we're all own label yeah so we're all all own label so we, we've got i mean we've, we've got one major partner that um we've i mean we've had a partnership for over 40 years now yeah uh, um, and and that's that's where the majority of our Brussels sprouts will will go into. Yeah. Uh, so very likely to end up on a, on a plate. Um, you know, for yeah. some of your your listeners right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I grow Brussels sprouts in my kitchen garden at home. How how easy is it to grow Brussels sprouts? Because obviously, I mean, I'm growing like twenty plants <laughs> on my plot. You're growing, I don't know how many thousand or hundreds of thousands of actual. Yeah plants you know when are you establishing the crop and because obviously you're saying the first are available in in august to sort of then pick up throughout the season but you know it it, it must be quite an art form yeah that's that's right so like i say we've got eleven thousand acres overall um that, that, that we grow so brussels sprouts this year um have grown around about 750 acres um of brussels sprouts around 600 acres of of, of that uh will, will, will all be harvested within a two-week period mm. in terms of actual growing um and harvesting and and planning cycle you know you know we're we're buying seed securing land and, and planting you know 12 months 12 months out um at least and um, mm. so there's a lot that goes into um there's a lot that goes into delivering christmas mm. um on sprouts and that that work's being done 12 months in advance mm. um so yeah there's, there's a there's a lot that goes into it the difficulty in terms of yeah what what's difficult and and, and what the challenges are you know <clears throat> particularly in the, in the last couple of years the, the, the climate has been you know a significant challenge like last year for example your listeners will, will remember in in december we had um about 12 days of frost Mm. Uh, leading up to christmas mm. so that that created quite uh, you know ch- challenges with um with harvesting it's very difficult when you're harvesting you know those temperatures to actually get the frost out yeah. to get people that want to do it that are really working hard on the land um and to deliver the right quality as well you know and and, and last year the the drought and the hot temperatures in July and August causes cause problems with with the growth. Now this year we've had quite a favourable July, August, September. Mm. So at the minute the crops looking really healthy, mm. um, but there's still a lot that can happen between between now and Christmas. But yeah. we're in a really good position. We've got a good team in place. We've got yeah. a couple of people that are continuously monitoring the crop. You know to to make sure that we are you know supporting that crop the best we can now all the way through to Christmas to make sure we deliver. Yeah. And I mean, let's talk about the Christmas rush. You know, what does your average December day look like? Because, I mean, you know, before when I was doing my research, looking at the TH Clements website, you know, it was sort of saying that you are really working 24 hours around the clock to get the crop in. It is no, absolutely right. So, yeah, so we're, um, I mean, from a UK perspective, 
cauliflower um, is obviously significant demand. Um, cabbage, we see we see a big uplift across the, across the board. Um, leeks as well, and and obviously Brussels sprouts. And I think that's that's been driven more and more in in recent years because what retailers are tending to do is is promote, um, and what they're tending to do is promote just in the one week before before Christmas. Mm. At significantly discounted prices yeah so that, that 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 causes a you know really you know a high peak in demand so um it's a difficult time of year um you know the, the weather's always always challenging the, the labor looks at labor in place you know we're we're working 24 hours um in in, in the pack house and um, to get to get things to get things packed and delivered um you know we'll, we'll be harvesting harvesting in the dark Brussels sprouts you know we, we've mm. We've got harvesters that are, um, are lit up, so we can see obviously see um, what we're doing and make sure we use every hour in the day that we possibly can. Mm. But yeah, yes, yeah, long long job, long days. Um, you know, and the people that are working the land and actually harvesting the the, the, the products there, you know, they're the, the real heroes that are doing the real hard work out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, you're obviously um, pulling in labour from sort of all around. The country, but all all across Europe, I'm 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 assuming as well, and obviously leading up to Christmas, they're probably wanting to get back to their families and and spend time with their loved ones as well. So it is a real kind of they are like you say the heroes, um, work, working long hours through the night in the cold weather. Yeah, no, they, they they absolutely are. Yeah, they absolutely are. We we wouldn't have you know we wouldn't have Christmas sprouts on the table if it wasn't for if it wasn't for these people. So yeah, extremely hard working. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and. Are sprouts just for Christmas? Well, they are at the minute, yeah. <laughs> that's where the majority of demand comes from. And, you know, that <clears throat> traditionally that that's what we do in this country, isn't it? And yeah. um, and, and that's what we enjoy. And I, I enjoy that. And um, you know, we enjoy that as a family. But um no, ultimately our our aim is um you, you, to, you know, the, the sprouts are a really versatile, really versatile product and at the minute, there's a bit of a barrier there that really is restricting that occasion to, to Christmas, and you know, really just restricting the the demand. Um, what we what we're trying to do really is a, as a as a grower of, of Brussels sprouts, really try and promote what what they're about, um, and try and extend those occasions. Um, you know, some great eating eating occasions. You know, during the winter or the summer, um, where we can really enjoy the the sweetness of, of Brussels sprouts all year round. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that that's that's absolutely what we need to do. Yeah, and I mean, reading up on the old humble sprout, there's been a lot of development, hasn't there, with the sort of flavour profile as well, with different breeding, yeah. different varieties, and things like that, to kind of make them a little bit more appealing, um, yeah. and also uh, the grow growing period as well, because you know we do all hurry and get them in December, you know, it, over the Christmas period, but actually. I've always got, I mean, you can buy them frozen in the supermarket most of the year round, can't you? But there isn't much of a demand, I'm guessing. And yeah. and like other um, seasonal things, it is kind of giving people ideas of how to utilise them in, in other areas and other occasions. They're also really good for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of nutritional value as well, um, you know, let alone taste. But yeah, just, I mean, just going back to, to, to varieties and, and what we're trying to do, you know, we work really closely with, um, with our, with our partners, um, to, you know, make sure we've got, got the best seeds, but also that they're, you know, developing in the right areas. So, you know, sweetness, um, taste and flavor is, is from an innovation perspective, what a lot of seed companies are focusing on right now. 
yield and and the ability to grow in different obviously different weather conditions as well given the climate challenges we've had recently is really important but but yeah we are definitely focused on on the taste and, and the sweetness of the brussels sprouts from a variety perspective i think at the minute any one season really on brussels sprouts we can sort of have it between 15 and 20 um different varieties of, of brussels sprouts and, and we need that from a, a risk mitigation perspective from a growing perspective you know, as, as well as focusing on taste and taste and sweetness as well. But yeah, they, all, all those 15 to 20 varieties will deliver something very slightly different, which yes. is all part of making sure we deliver Christmas. Yeah. And I mean, again, I'm presuming then that some are perhaps more resistant to certain pests and diseases or yeah. whether that, that sort of thing. So that ultimately you've got more than enough um, to feed people. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you've got a lot of drought, drought resistance, and 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 varieties that will grow different in different um, you know climate conditions, um, color, size, freshness, taste, um, the height of the, the the sprouts as well. So you know we'll have some we'll have some varieties that that will. Um, have the ability to grow a little bit taller so at the minute we're seeing we're seeing demands particularly in the last couple of years in, in retail there's a lot of demand for sprout stalks mm-hmm. um as well as the pre-packed sprouts um that that, that we buy so yeah sprout stalks we you know we'll have a slightly different variety that will grow for sprout stalks because they might grow slightly taller they might grow a little bit more consistent in terms of size from the bottom to the top of the store mm. Um, which is obviously what the retailers are looking for. So yeah, yeah. What about I've got um, one of the purple varieties that I'm growing in my garden. Do you, do people work because obviously once you boil them, they're green like everything else, but they they look quite funky. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they lose lose the colour. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's that's something that we're we're looking at. Um, you know, we're we're, always, we're constantly looking at innovation and mm. um, different seeds, different varieties, different colours. Yeah, di- different appeal, and also obviously different nutritional values as well. So. Yeah, no, that that's that's part of what we're part of what we're looking at. You know, we grow um we, we grow quite a lot of purple sprouting broccoli. Yes. Um, yeah, which which is which is you know it's, it's a really nice product, um yeah. visually and, and taste as well, and and that's in a lot of growth at the moment as well. So yeah, we, we we've always got to be on the front foot with different varieties. Brilliant, and I mean just just sort of talking about the humble sprout and everything. I I've just got these visions of um having a barbecue in the summer and making my chicken skewers. And instead, you know, I've, I've seen people starting to char lettuce. I don't see any yeah. reason why you couldn't char a Brussels sprout on a kebab or something. No. You know, I'm sure that would be no. all right, wouldn't it? Right. We, we, can do, you know, we, can do, we can do so much with it. I mean, you know, from, from a, a Christmas perspective, you know, there's, there's the whole, you know, from a really simple perspective that is, you know, as, as, um, as consumers, you know, we can, we can boil, um sprouts we can roast sprouts um you know you could you could half sprouts and roast them at christmas with you know a bit of butter sage and bacon mm-hmm. but going you know all the other winter recipe ideas you know sausage casserole for example some sprouts half sprouts and a sausage casserole goes goes really nice um gratinated sprouts with with stilton absolutely beautiful um Ooh. from a yeah, that's right. But yeah, yeah, try try that one. Oh, um, I'm going to, yeah. But from from a summer perspective, yeah, absolutely. Roasting, um, char grilling, um, mm. you know, using sprouts within within slaw mixes, cold cold slaw mixes, for example, um, tends to go nice as well. We, we, a couple of weeks ago, in, in in work in the kitchen, we actually did a sprout Caesar. Uh, oh, so okay. Some summer dishes, yeah. Sprout Caesar was was really nice. So. Yeah, there's 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 so much there's so much you can do breaking down those barriers and just you know 
constantly promoting promoting what we do and and, and like I say that sprouts aren't just for Christmas they're uh, you know they're much more than that yeah no absolutely absolutely and so um you've obviously just given me a couple of recipes um I think there's some on your website as well is there any that you enjoy replicating at home do you enjoy cooking yeah that's right yeah I mean cooking at home so we, yeah I got um a couple of kids at home and um you know I mean I mean they they they've been really into Brussels sprouts particularly last Christmas and um yeah I took, took home a couple of um sprout stalks yeah and, um them just instead of seeing a, a pack of Brussels sprouts coming out of the fridge actually just you know for, for the kids to just to understand the, the, the sprout stalk and understand the whole process that got them really into it mm. uh, just actually them understanding a little bit more about it so we Brussels sprouts out outside of Christmas and um, just generally on on Sunday dinners um and 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 yeah we've we've, we've we, you know we, we will have them on other occasions as well but yeah oh well I'm glad to know my kids really enjoyed sprouts as well and like like yours I get them involved in the growing process so they're yeah. They're a little bit more inclined, I suppose. And there are, you know, adverts at this time of year, they sort of characterise them a little bit as well, don't they? Make them a little bit more fun. And uh, I, yeah, it, 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 I think it's, you know, there, there will always be that kind of love it or hate it. But uh, uh, I mean, for, for, you know, the majority of people, I think it's, it's one of these things that it wouldn't be Christmas without Brussels sprouts, would it? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, how can people find out more information um about TH Clements? Um, have you got I've obviously alluded to the fact you've got a website. Are you on social yeah. media as well? Yeah, so we've got um we've got a website. So yeah, if people search for TH Clements, so it's www.thclements.co.uk. Uh, from a social media perspective, we do release we we do, do some um some seasonal updates, some field updates that generally release from our, our website. Um, and also sometimes you'll see some updates through LinkedIn as well. Brilliant. Well, I will put everything in the show notes that people can find out those links um, and find, find you direct. Um, okay, here are a few ideas for you to try at home. Every year I bang on about my trusty hostess trolley. I got it off of eBay for 20 quid and it saves me every single year at Christmas. I like opening the presents with the children and Hostess Trolley is there keeping everything warm and ready for serving. Long gone are the days where I'll be slaving over a hot stove or trying to serve everything up at once. It really is a game changer. And if you've got room, it is worth looking for one secondhand. It warms the plate, it keeps the veggies warm and allows me to enjoy Christmas. Definitely no fuss. And one of the things I love to make with the leftovers is bubble and squeak stacked in a burger bun with turkey and cranberry sauce. Now, here is how you make it. You can make your bubble and squeak patty by mashing all of your leftover veggies um, in a either a food processor or um, just just um, mash it together with a potato masher. I'm talking potatoes, parsnips, car- carrots, and of course, Brussels sprouts. Once it's mashed up, flour your work surface area and add like a burger sized blob and then work the mixture in your hands until you've got a bit of a patty shape and then you're able to maneuver that in your hands slightly oil a pan and shallow fry the patty for a few minutes on each side until it becomes crispy and colored and then you can serve it in a burger bun with your turkey and cranberry sauce simply delicious and make sure you save some room 
And in season right now, we've already spoken about this in the previous podcast episode for December, but I don't think it hurts to just remind you all again of some of the things. And of course, we've just spoken about a lot of things that TH Clements uh, grow and produce um, during this time of year. So, of course, your Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, your leeks, parsnips. And then also you've got your game as well. You've got things like duck and goose and guinea fowl and hare and mallard and partridge and also things like turkey and venison. So how does that all sound, John? Do you like the sound of my bubble and squeak burger? That sounds absolutely lovely. Yeah, very good. Definitely worth a try. Especially on Boxing Day. It's one of those kind of Boxing Day hangover type Christmas treat. Um, it definitely goes down well in our hand- household. And I think I need to take some photos this year just to do like a proper burger stack. I think that would be well, it'll go down well. <laughs> yeah, really nice. That sounds really nice. Yeah, it's nice. some great ideas there. Oh, fantastic. Right. That's all we've got time for today. So don't forget to tune into the next episode of the Countryside Kitchen Meets on the first of each month. So this one will go out in just a few days on New Year's Day. Um, and you can get in touch. Please do drop me a line. Um, I'd love to hear from you. Send me in your recipe suggestions. Send me a voice note on WhatsApp or email me hello at millie5.com. And of course, don't forget to follow the food blog on social media. No festive meals for busy parents on facebook or instagram and there's lots of amazing recipes there on the newly launched website so please do take a look and let me know what you think thank you so much for joining me john i know how busy it is for you at the moment i wish you and your team a very merry christmas and thank you for coming on the podcast no problem at all no thank you thank you very much that's been great thank you all right take care everyone merry christmas see you bye